love the smell of napalm in the morning. You see, we're on a mission from God. Great Scott. You're gonna need a bigger boss. Hasta la vista. Hey, go ahead. Make my day. I'm Ricky Bobby. You don't chew big red, then you. Welcome to this episode of the Movie Zealots Podcast. I am your host, Tom, joined alongside my fellow zealots, Paul and Joe. How are you guys doing for this episode? Doing good. Fantastic. Fantastic, indeed. This episode, we are doing a lot of movies once again. We're doing Robin Hood, Christmas Chronicle, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, Mortal Engines, The Room, or Room, as it were. Uh, lots of different things that we're going to review. So let's get right in. Let's not. Oh, actually, we are going to delay a little bit because we have to do from the cutting room floor. Sound effect now, which I don't have. <laughs> it's not the new year yet, so uh, I'm giving myself some slack. So from the cutting room floor, the only thing I have to add this week or this episode is that I did go see A Star is Born. Believe it or not, the AMC theater removed the movie uh, and then it returned the movie, I guess, because it was a slow period. So they brought it back. So I got to actually go uh, take my wife to see A Star is Born. And uh, it was very, very well done. Now, I don't know anything about the original movie. And the only thing I knew about the movie, uh, Paul kind of spoiled, said that it was a sad ending, but I didn't know how it was sad. So yes, that is most definitely a sad ending. And the only critique I would have on this, uh, I, I give it a first run. Uh, I don't know what you gave it, Paul, back in the day, but <clears throat> I think you probably gave it the first run too. A very, very well done movie. The only, My only critique would be that I was expecting at the very end. So uh, he's like a storyteller, like magi- uh, musician. So you know, he tells, you know, he's not like fancy. He doesn't, do the MTV, uh, you know, videos and stuff. He's a storyteller. That's how he, that's how he's portrayed in this movie as far as his, uh, how he does his craft as being a musician. And he liked her being a storyteller, like just sitting there with like a piano or guitar and playing without any of the dancers or anything. So when she got her break, that's what she became. You know, they, they put dancers behind her and they dressed her up in this, all this other stuff. And in the whole movie is like, Oh, he likes your the way you tell your message. So at the end, when he spoiler alert, he kills himself. Oh man, uh, I know. <sighs> Sorry, yeah, it was sad. Um, I expected a scene like the, like the closing scene where she's like in a bar or somewhere, just sitting with a guitar, no dancers, no fancy makeup, just sitting there playing a song, like maybe even their song that she wrote. You know, just going back to what the way he liked her to uh, perform, and I didn't get that. I mean, I got the scene where she's performed his song in front of a crowd, but I wanted, I don't know. That's yeah, a, I know. A, a, a man should definitely define an artist's entire life. Okay, I agree. Yeah, see? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I just wish I would have seen that one scene. I think that would have... Not just an artist, but a female artist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got yeah. double whammy on that man defining a life thing, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that's a star is born. I give my review uh, from the cutting room floor a first run as well. Very good, Joe. I highly recommend you go out and see it. Now that you know the ending, I'm afraid that uh, it's. Well, I guess you, you'll be prepared for the sadness. But let's move right on into the reviews. I will begin with Robin Hood, 2018, PG-13 cast, Taron Egerton and Jamie Fox. This has an IMDb IMDb rating of 5.3 out of 10. The budget for this film is $100 million. The worldwide gross as of December 19th is $73 million. So it's not doing uh, all that well. Well, it's not doing that bad, I guess. I don't know. It's, it's not going to make its money back. Unfortunately, uh, it set up a sequel at the end, which I 
I fear will never come. <laughs> now, I'm the only one who's seen this movie, correct? You guys didn't see this movie? Yeah, of all of America, I think. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you. Yeah, apparently. I, I thought this was a fantastic movie. I Now, uh, Chris, our mutual friend, or my friend, and you know, well, I guess your friend too, Joe, um, he saw this movie, and he absolutely hated it. I, I don't know what he expected out of it, and he thought I was nuts for enjoying the movie. But I sat down, again, I had no expectations for this movie. I thought, you know, it looked like it would be interesting. So I sat down, watched it. And from the minute it started to the minute it ended, I was intrigued. I was in. I, it, the story kept me going. And uh, I, I thought it was a, I thought the story was well done. And I, I rather enjoyed it. So I'm not really sure what shortcomings uh, people think it has. I mean, I don't know. I, as far as a Robin Hood story goes, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I would recommend anyone else seeing it. And I would go see the sequel if uh, if they were to somehow bring it back from the grave. But it doesn't look like that will happen. But I will I will say this is a second run movie all the way. Especially uh, no, actually both both you, Paul and Joe. I would recommend you guys uh, go out and see this movie because it is worth your time and your dollar. Especially if it's a second run movie, it would literally cost you a dollar. So <laughs> you could see the movie. So. Uh, they, they closed our second run theater here. They converted to first run without improving it, which was always a fun thing. Wow, really? That's amazing. Yeah, it was, yeah it's this crappy cinema cafe inside the mall. And, you know, for second run, it was okay because it was broken office. Yeah, and yeah, stuff and yeah, oh, yeah. Food. Yep. But they, like, started showing first run movies and like charging first have, run pricing. I have not been back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, uh, I think you probably go see it, depending on your theater. Uh, you probably might actually go be able to see it now. And I'd recommend it. It's very well done. I enjoyed it. Two thumbs up or second run. <laughs> I'm not sure what that equates <laughs> to my thumbs up, but let's move on to, let's move on to something that we both saw you and I, Joe, the Christmas Chronicles. Now this is created for Netflix. Uh, it was 2018 PG or TV PG is the rating. Kurt Russell, Darby camp star in it. IMDB currently it sits at a 7.2 out of 10. Um, I have, there's no box office obviously because it's a, Netflix original and interesting notes. I only have one and it is that Kurt Russell's wife, Goldie Hawn plays Mrs. Claus. So she appears at the end in a cameo and it's where I, and actually, uh, what's his name? Van Zant from, uh, East street band and Sopranos. He cameos in it as well in the prison. You may not recognize him. He gained quite a few pounds from his Sopranos days, but, uh, that was a nice little cameo as well. I picked up on. All right, Joe. So is, the, is this yep. movie about how Santa got his powers from some sort of alien artifact? No, no. Yeah. <laughs> what? This is not Indiana Jones. <laughs> I'm sorry, Chronicle. No, yeah. no, no. 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 Chronicle. Okay. Anyway, I, I never think that's you're, way you're too used nerdy. To, uh, having uh, all these origin stories, but I'm not ready for the origin story of a Santa, Santa? Claus right now. Oh, I'd be in on that. <laughs> He gets I just bit by a special a spider. Chronicle. I'm, oh, I, you know. No, no, no. No, this is a very... I, okay, I guess I'll start. I, I really enjoyed this movie. For a Christmas movie, I think this may make my rotation on the list of movies I see every year because <laughs> Kurt Russell was fantastic. The movie it was funny. Uh, it, you know, had the holiday spirit. I... I I have nothing I mean, negative touched, to say about they it. They made it touching, you know, yes. with the kid and his dad and the redemption of his, you know... It was good. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a good movie. Like, this could make it to theaters. This could have been in the theaters and made a couple of dollars. 
and, and Kurt Russell, who knew? What a Santa Claus. <laughs> Holy cow. Yeah, he did a really good job. Jack uh, Burton, Santa. <laughs> And, you know, and I, I love the Goldie Hawn coming at the end. And, you know, and apparently a lot of Kurt and Goldie's um, family, like stepchildren or nieces and nephews, a b- bunch of people are sprinkled in the movie uh, that you you wouldn't know uh, per se. But, uh, yeah, so I, I thought this was really good. And, I, in fact, I liked it so much, I give it a second-run rating. So there you go. Now, Joe. Really? You, what you downed you- it. I, I gave this a first run. This was a wow, first really class movie. All I loved this show. Yeah. I'm gonna watch it again before Christmas. I only have three days, so I better hurry. Yeah, but you better you better run. I'm a little behind on Christmas movies this year. I got to figure something out. So am I. I haven't even gotten to I haven't even gotten to Die Hard or Scrooge yet. So. Oh man, did you yeah. see the um? Do you see that uh, trailer I put out? Or I didn't put out, but I I, I re I posted on the Movie Zealots Facebook. Where they did the Die Hard trailer as a Christmas movie? Oh, I saw it. I didn't click it. Oh, click saw it. That it was there, and I meant to get to it, and then it is awesome. It's like it's literally they they it's the tra- it's a, tra- a movie trailer cut to be a Christmas movie, quote unquote. It is so good. <laughs> it is I, awesome. Okay, I, go. I saw it, and I'm like, oh, I got to see that later, and then you know I got <laughs> distracted because something you... <laughs> shiny happened near me. And... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you did you also see? See, this is why you need to get on our Facebook and uh, like our Movies Out Facebook page because I'll repost things like this. Also, did you see the uh, Rudolph versus the Predator short? Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. That was wonderful. <laughs> yeah, that was so good. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so good. So, so good. Yeah. So, please, everyone, if you're listening to this, go to Facebook, like the page because, man, if you don't, this is stuff you're missing. Can you afford to miss that? I don't think so, Paul. Or do you, uh, are you, did you like our Facebook page? Oh, I, I better double check. Oh, uh, <laughs> that means no. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get it now, Tom. <laughs> okay, I'm Eeyore. <laughs> oh, Paul, you disappoint me. I No, it says I liked it. I, it does. Uh, okay. So uh, there we go. have you seen this, these things that I put on the Facebook page? Uh, no, I, I really don't check Facebook at all. Oh, all right. He signs on to like pages and then leave. It's to avoid all the Jesus talk. uh, Well, just just don't follow your significant other and you'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure you're allowed to block in this. (laughs) (laughs) I blocked you on Facebook. (laughs) I think there's ways you can you can still follow but not see their feed. I've I've done that oh, to a couple yeah. people. Our entire family tree. <laughs> yeah, I need to do that to a Isn't lot that of people. Status with me. <laughs> it's it's when all these people from Pennsylvania started talking about the uh, Civil War statues and stuff, talking about the Confederate flag being their heritage. And I'm like, <laughs> oh god, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And, and I and I hid every one of them. So that's probably a good thing. All right. Yeah. So that is. Uh, that is Christmas Chronicles. So if you have Netflix, by all means, you can't afford not to watch this. I'm not sure if that pause this podcast right now. You know what? No, wait till after you're done. Then go go to my Facebook, go to movies out's Facebook like that and watch those other videos I mentioned because they're really good. All right. That was Christmas Chronicles. Uh, Joe, do you want to go into the, or Room, oh, man, it's room, right? Room? No, yes, the room. it's not the room. Yeah. It's, this right. is this is an actual real. <laughs> a movie. good movie. 
<laughs> it's what it's it won a couple Academy Awards, hmm. or at least one. It got a Best Picture as uh, a 2015 film uh, with Brie Larson and Jacob Tremblay, who is the boy. Uh, tomato meter is 93 percent, audience 93, and an 8.2 on IMDb. Uh, 14 million and change at the box office, directed by Lenny Abramson. Uh, let's see. The description was held captive for years in an enclosed space. A woman and her young son finally gained their freedom, allowing the boy to experience the outside world for the first time. It was it was just a great movie. I'd seen. I've been meaning to watch it for years. It's one of those things that you just never get around to. I'm sorry. What year was it? 2015. Huh. I don't. I don't know this movie at all. It, it it was it was awesome. It was a great movie. I've been wanting to watch it. But I just kept putting it off. Never did it. Um, it is uh, it is on Netflix. Oh, okay. So please watch it. I mean, it's a sweet, sad, touching movie. I mean, it, it's really well done. I mean, I normally hate child actors. Just absolute passion. I mean, just cannot stand well, them. Children in general. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And 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 they and they all have asthma for some reason. <laughs> Was that every child that's ever been in a movie needs an inhaler? Oh, <laughs> it's just such a crutch. I can't stand him. Anyway, but this kid was good. I don't know how they did it. He like was believable. He had a lot of scenes where he had to. It was just really. It required acting, and the kid pulled it off. I don't know what kind of mental abuse they put him through <laughs> off camera to <laughs> evoke emotion from him. <laughs> but it, it was really well done. I highly recommend it. It was. Uh, First run type of movie, although it's 2015, so that'll be a little hard to catch up on. Well, yeah, that's just our rating system. All right, so the room, I can't not just say the room. room. Yeah, I know. Not the room. Yeah, I know. <laughs> could be, wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> not if somebody, with yeah. Tommy Wiseau. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that should well, be part of the title. Room, not affiliated with Tommy Wiseau. Joe from uh, Moozell said, this, The Room is a good movie. Let's sit down and watch it. <laughs> but halfway through, like, oh, that son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that is room, as it were. All right, let's move on to you. Also, uh, in uh, recirculation, saw peppermint. Yes. All right. Now, I think I saw pieces of this, and from what I recall, I didn't like it, but I didn't see the whole thing, so I can't give a review. So it'll be interesting to hear what you have to say about it. You take every revenge movie of the '80s and '90s and drop in Jennifer Garner instead of Steven, Steven Seagal or Jean-Claude Van Damme, and you have this movie. Ah, uh, okay. I mean, that's literally it. They just said, you know, they just found an intern, said, write me a revenge movie, and make the protagonist a woman. But was it done in such a way where it kept going, flashing back and forth to where she was uh, the pre-events and her after, like her post where she's killing everybody? Somewhat. She had some flashbacks and stuff, but it wasn't okay, it wasn't, so it wasn't distracting like okay, a lot okay. of them get. It, right. it wasn't distracting that way. It was pretty linear. They started off in when she was with her family and they did the thing and they showed the murders of her family and you know her husband got involved in drugs. But they had to make him a good guy, so at the last minute he decided not to take part in the drug deal and still got murdered. Oh, well, that's why. If he would have done it, he probably would still be alive today. Yeah. And then she took off and you know, there's a police conspiracy and to let the guys go free. And and that's one thing I don't understand about revenge movies. She went off a couple of years and she went east to study martial arts. Let me ask you something, because you dwell mm -hmm. in the martial arts uh, a little bit. I don't know if I'd say that <laughs> you're a martial artist, but, you know, you do MMA stuff. Mm -hmm. Is it feasible that a housewife 
to go away for five years and come back and be a kick-ass uh, assassin. Not a chance. <laughs> okay, that that was my biggest crutch on this movie. Like, wait, <laughs> this doesn't seem like even if she spent every li- waking hour just trying to perfect her craft and fi- fi- you know being a great armsman and all this stuff, I, this does not seem realistic that she could come back in five years and just be a one-man wrecking crew. Yeah, I, I'm I'm an I'm a healthy adult male. I've been training five times a week for seven years or so. And one, I don't know where she got all this gun stuff. So I've been training five days a week for seven years. And these really good people would just absolutely murder me. Okay. So you're saying if anybody wants to murder a family, yours would be a good one to murder. <laughs> well, I mean, they, 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 they better be on their shit. <laughs> or per, perhaps that is what the missing ingredient that he needs. Oh, yeah, that could, brings that it. Yeah. Could be that, that, oh, that maybe. Last, that yeah. That's a bit of motivation. For me to go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that and the proper funding. I mean, I'm on my way to Batman. <laughs> well, that is true, too. I mean, I don't know. Like I didn't see the movie, but how can she just, I mean, how can she survive? <laughs> I mean, she can't just. She picked up and left, no income. I presume she wasn't working. Well, she in those stole five years. money from the bank she worked at. She stole fifty thousand dollars, which I don't know how, what island she went to that yeah. fifty thousand dollars would last her for five years and arm her. <laughs> wow, really? So, see, so the protagonist stole money. Wow, that's weird. Okay. Huh. Yeah, and then, yeah they, so, and then they made her a super badass who murdered everybody. So yeah. How does this? How does this stack up against the? the quintessential female led revenge movie of kill bill. I mean, Oh, it doesn't, it's not, it's it. This is Steven Seagal territory, not kill bill. Territory. Oh man. Is this oh, okay, Steven Seagal right. in his prime or a heavy set Steven Seagal? Yes. <laughs> I, it's the same. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, one was first run movies and second, you know, his, his later years, he was all just straight to he, TV. He went a little off. Yeah. And see what I don't understand the revenge movie. She come back and the first thing she did was murder all the underlings. So you could have the boss fight at the end. Oh, well, it makes sense. Like a video game. Why, why would you, why would you tip off the, the guy you ultimately want to kill? Yeah. By wiping out his entire organization under him one at a time. Well, it, it builds the anticipation of his murder or his demise. Like, oh, well, sure. I mean, but I'm I'm assuming the character's not supposed to be following a script, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, if I you know. really want to murder this guy, hey, let's kill everyone around him first. That way he really knows I'm coming. Yeah, yeah. Uh, interesting. All right. So <laughs> what is your rating on this one? I like stupid revenge movies. <laughs> so, first run? You know, sometime on a Saturday afternoon, if for some reason you still have CBS, go ahead and watch it. All right, so you're saying TV? TV, yeah. Okay. I mean, it's second to lowest, so it's not that great of a rating, but it's good. Yeah, it, it's not a good rating. It, it's not, I mean, if you're going to stream a revenge movie, go find Jean Claude Van Damme and watch Kickboxer. Oh, yeah. Huh? Which is, is that? A which revenge is terrible, movie? however. Wait, fun. that's not a revenge movie, is it? Yeah, because remember the. He went to Thailand and they killed his brother, and then he uh, had to learn. Okay. He had to learn Muay Thai to uh, avenge yeah. him. I, I I prefer Bloodsport. That's that's my go-to Van Dam movie. If I'm going to ah. see a Van Dam Bloodsport, you can't be beat. There's no question, hands down. Kumate. Oh yes, there you go, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well that was Peppermint. So go check that out if you like bad uh, revenge movies. Uh, let's move on to probably the going to be the highest rated movie of this review, and that is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. 
This is a 2018 PG movie. Shamik Moore and Jake Johnson star. IMDb. It's currently sitting at an 8.8 out of 10. Budget is 90 million. Worldwide gross as of December 20th is 68. Uh, which I, I thought maybe it would be doing better than that. Because I've heard that it's doing really well. And they've already have two spinoff sequels planned, <laughs> ready to go. So I, I guess it's still... I mean, it's planning. It's, I don't know. It seems a little low to me, but maybe not. This movie, I have no notes for this movie. All I can say is this movie is fantastic. As the IMDb says, 8.8 out of 10, uh, you can't go wrong with this movie. Oh, actually, I do have notes. They're down below. Hmm. <laughs> so never mind. I do have notes. All right. So actually, I don't have notes. These are my thoughts. Ah, man, I'm all over the board here. So what I really liked about this movie was that because it's, I think it's what, Sony or Fox, which whichever, it's the same company that did the Spider-Man you know, with Tobey Maguire and they poke fun at those, you know, they, they actually have a scene where the Spider-Man is walking down the street, like doing the, like the hand motion thing, <laughs> being a goofball in Spider-Man three, which I totally hated. Uh, and they had showed the scene, they showed a scene where of course they recreating it in, this is an animated movie, by the way, they recreate it in animation where he's upside down and she's uh, what Mary Jane's kissing him upside down. So I like that fact that they, they tied in the original uh, trilogy uh, into this movie. The one interesting thing about this movie though, which I'm still unclear of, and I wish one of you would have seen the movie so I can, uh, I could uh, pick your brain. So I actually did a double feature when I went to see this movie. So I saw Mortal Engines and uh, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse back to back. So I saw Mortal Engines and then Spider-Man. So after Mortal Engines, I was walking out of the theater and another Spider-Man movie was beginning in a different theater and the the attendants or who, whomever at the theater, they were rushing in with 3D glasses. And uh, the one lady said, well, this isn't supposed to be a 3D movie. And I guess they were showing a 3D version of it. I thought, no, that's weird. So then I got into our movie and I started watching. And I don't know if it's because it was in my brain, but I swear to God, there are certain moments where, you know, you have like the, the shading, like the dull shading when you see 3D. Certain scenes... It looked like that. I'm like, wait a second. Is this the 3D? Because it was blurry in piece. Like some of it was blurry. And some of the times they had outlines. But then some, some scenes seemed normal. But then a lot of scenes seemed like they were out of focus. And I just don't know. I, I, I can't be clear as to were we seeing a 3D version of this movie. Now, I went to see Mortal Engines. And because I did back-to-back, -back, I had to go see the 3D version of Mortal Engines. I wish I would have kept those glasses with me and then I could have just threw them on and see if it was actually the 3d version, but, but it is unclear. But I, one thing is clear. I think the same thing happened to that other theater. And I wonder when they gave all those 3d glasses out and everybody put them on, if it was actually in 3d or they're like, Oh no, this is just the way the movie is filmed. I, I don't know. It's very strange. I, I can't be certain. I, I need someone to, to tell me <laughs> what, what it actually is. But I will say, what? What? What was that? What? Weird. <laughs> yeah, I it's mean, hard to get animation out of focus. Yes, that's what I mean. And and obviously, if it's a computer generated animation, which this is, yes, so it's you really have... easy to make it 3D because you already the computer is already you know. It yeah, is not a matter of having to check boxes they render. So yeah, I am not 100. Yeah, yeah, I'm not certain if we saw the 3D version unknowingly. Or that's just the way the the movie was filmed, or, or the theater, 
had yeah. the wrong version queued I, up on there. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I can't be certain. Someone dropped the standard. Uh, I'm sure your movie theater is running it all off memory sticks or something. They <laughs> yeah, they have the Coke. external like, hard oh, drives. Uh, put it in. No, one will know. But as far as the movie goes, um, I really, really enjoyed it. And there was after, after credit scenes, of course, and it's super funny. <laughs> so I would highly recommend seeing that. Uh, I don't know as far as spoilers. Uh, Joe, are you interested in seeing this movie? I might see it, but go ahead and spoil away. Uh, Paul? I, I am certain that I will see it eventually, um, but probably not in theater. Probably okay. wait for it to, you know. All right. Well, it's not really a spoil. So this, essentially what happens is um, Kingpin opens up a a portal thing. like a they, he, he opens something up where you can go into other dimensions, and Spider-Man, our Spider-Man that we all know and love, so what happens before that? Andrew Garfield, right? Uh, you're, well, imp- you're implying that we don't love Miles Morales already. <laughs> is what you're saying? Yeah. So, uh, so this other kid gets bitten by the spider, and he's like, he he finds Spider-Man, and Spider-Man's like, hey, after I beat up Kingpin, I'll teach you how to you know do your Spider-Man moves. But what happens is, uh, I can't remember what somebody's beaten up on him and throws him into the beam. So then all the other Spider-Men or Spider-People they come into our universe from other dimensions and uh kingpin ends up killing our spider-man so peter parker from our dimension gets killed so that spider-man's dead and but so then the others there's the spider-man like there's an older spider-man from a different dimension who ended up getting divorced from mary jane and now he's just kind of a like a a chubbier version of spider-man there's of course you got peter porker he's the pig version animated pig version which is funny there's Spider like a, ham, yeah. Yeah, there's an animated one, a uh, little girl. She has a robot. Uh, oh, there, Penny Parker, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, you go, Paul. And who else is there, Paul? Because I know you know. There's a girl one, just a uh, the Spider Man Noir, right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And he's black and yeah. white. <laughs> yeah. And there's always like the one scene they're in, like in this, uh, they're inside. And the one Spider Man's like, why is he always in black and white and always looks like his coat is blowing in the wind when there's nothing? We're inside. <laughs> it's very funny. Uh, and Spider-Gwen, yeah. right? Of course. Yeah, yeah, Spider-Woman or whatever, yeah. So they have all those Spider-People. So they come together. Try, and the, the premise of the movie is they're trying to get back to their dimensions in the Spider, the new Spider-Man. Um, uh, you know his name, Paul. You just said it. What, whatever. Miles Morales. Yeah, yeah Miles. Who, who, you know, he has a comic strip. He's the ultimate Spider-Man. Anyway, no, I don't know any of this stuff. <laughs> you really should have saw this movie, Paul. Uh, he so the whole thing is he's trying to learn how to be Spider-Man while everyone else is trying to get back to their own dimensions. And of course, you know the the, the crux is somebody has somebody one of the other established Spider-Man have to stay behind to blow up the machine after they transport back because Miles isn't good enough to do it on his own. And he has to prove that he is Spider-Man worthy and blah, blah, blah. He can control his powers and all this stuff. So, yeah, I think you can well, figure it out. It sounds like affirmative action. <laughs> oh, no, I'm just kidding. I'm sorry, that was wrong. Oh, <laughs> wow, Paul. Jeez. No, it's one of those. <laughs> sorry. Well, yeah, we, we usually let it's those kind of comments talk. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate the effort. <laughs> uh, but taking a shit, Paul. <laughs> That's the terribly offensive one. <laughs> <laughs> You're the funny one. <laughs> no, he's he's the one that knows everything. <laughs> yeah, smart one. Yeah, <laughs> he, the offensive one. He's read all the books. <laughs> he knows all the comics. Yeah, you know he's he's our historian. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but this movie is 
very well done. I, I, like I said, the first couple of trailers I saw this movie, I it wasn't really interesting. In fact, the very end that uh, like five minute segment of Venom that they showed, the post credit scene. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, that didn't really tweak any interest. And, and not, not until they showed the other like the, <laughs> the Peter Porker and stuff did I think, oh, this movie could be good. And that's why I went to see it. And I'm so glad I did. It's super good. I would, I would say you guys should go out and see this movie. It's very well done. I give it a first run all the way. It's it's a very it's probably my favorite Spider-Man movie, which isn't saying much because I hate Most the Tobey Maguire ones. Yeah, uh, the Garfield Spider-Man two better than Spider-Man two. Oh yeah, afraid so. I don't know. Uh-huh. I, don't, I have to watch Homecoming again because I I don't remember that one all that well. That was probably okay, but very ever since you said peter porker i've had the spider pig song in my head <laughs> i know right <laughs> <laughs> spider pig spider pig oh simpsons i thought that was totally made up but apparently that's based like they're doing that because of the comic like, I did, yeah the comic there uh, yeah uh, spider ham is a spider that was bitten by a radioactive pig well i meant as far as the uh the simpsons spider pig <laughs> I, I, I saw this as some stupid thing they did, but apparently there is like there is yeah there is Peter Porker there is a yeah spider yeah, pig. yeah there is a spider wow. pig I, did, I had no idea <laughs> spider ham oh I'm sorry he, sorry spider he was a spider oh. bitten by a oh radio. yeah ham ham man yeah, yeah. yeah. okay yeah. anyway <laughs> all right let's move on but Spider Man into the Spider Verse go see it it's worth your time <laughs> good times now let's move into our feature presentation yeah I don't have anything there either yet but come next year there will be. This is Mortal Engines, 2018, PG-13, cast Hira Hillmore, Mar, Hillmar, Robert Sheehan, Hugo Weaving, love Hugo Weaving, uh, IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes, IMDb is a 6.5 out of 10, Rotten Tomatoes, the critics are 28, and the audience is 58, so it's not very well <laughs> critically received. Description, in a post-apocalyptic world where cities ride on wheels and consume each other to survive, two people meet in London and try to stop a conspiracy. Tagline, some scars never heal. Director, Christian Rivers. This is his first thing he's directed on his own. He's worked with Peter Jackson on the Lord of the Rings films before as an art director and stuff, so he is very familiar with Peter Jackson and his workings. Box office, budget $100 million. Worldwide gross as of December 20th is $44 million. So it is not doing well, at least all that well. Notes. Okay, here's some interesting notes. Paul, this is the first one for you. Based on the novel of the same name by Philip Reeves, have you read Mortal Engines? I have not read Mortal Engines. Oh, so oh what? Holy cow. I can't believe it. Well, I'm pretty sure had you read it, Paul, this would have just ruined the book. <laughs> well, I have some uh, differences between the book and the movie coming up that you will, uh, you may be... Uh, Spot on. Jeff. I, I was curious, and I go, we're getting off topic, but I am curious if the uh, book is as Star Wars derivative as the uh, movie that ended up being. Hmm. Yeah. But go ahead. All right, let me continue. In the Mortal Engines book series, Hester is described as having lost most of her nose and one eye. Her scars are reduced for the film. So, yeah, she's definitely, <laughs> they just have a little scar on her face. The original novel mentioned plastic idol. Okay, this this is very interesting since this is a universal uh, picture. This is very interesting. The original novel mentioned plastic idols of Walt Disney's Mickey and Pluto, the animal-headed gods of lost America in the London History Museum. In this film, being made by Universal, instead they have plastic idols of Despicable Me, 
the minions. So I found that to be interesting. Since it is universal, they're not going to put Mickey in. You can't put Disney property. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they made it the minions. So that was uh, quite interesting. In the Mortal Engines novel, Beavis Pod and Catherine Valentine are killed in the final battle. In the film, they survive. Bevis Pod? I'm not sure who those people are, actually. Mm-hmm. But that's they, they died. In the Mortal Engines novel, London gets destroyed, forcing Hester and Tom to journey in search of another home. In the film, it remains intact. In the Mortal Engines novel, London never was able to successfully attack the shield wall. Catherine Valentine gives Medusa new coordinates and it destroys itself and London in the process. In the film, Medusa fires at the shield wall twice and it destroys a large portion of it before its engines are destroyed by Tom. Oh, okay, so that's Catherine Valentine. So she dies. I'm not sure who the Beavis pod is, though, or Bevis pod. He's the guy that was with her, right? Oh, is it? Okay, so they just died at the end. That's depressing. I guess they, they, well, it's not a movie, so in the novel, you don't have to write a sequel. So that's it. I think there are like five books in the series. Oh, is there? No. I don't know what happens then. Okay. Uh, Okay, I'll go first. This movie, I mean, I like this movie. As far as an epic, like, storytelling adventure type thing, you know, it, it dots all the I's and crosses all the T's. It does everything it's supposed to do, but it didn't do anything more. <laughs> it's just like, like it used a template of, Hey, you want to make an epic adventure movie? Here's all the pieces. And you know, you fill in like a Mad Libs or something. You fill in the, the adjectives and uh, bring the story to life. The one thing that did bother me uh, most about it though, was at the end when uh, Hugo wanted to destroy the wall. So they fired two shots with this machine that he's been years in the making, trying to get this thing up and running. I mean, year, literally years trying to find all the pieces he needs. Now he's on the on the brink of breaking through and, and uh, realizing his dream, and the machine needs a couple minutes to cool down before they fire the first shot or the third shot to bring down the wall. And he's like, "No, override it. We're gonna do it." Like, what? What are you doing? Why? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Like, why? Why risk the chance of breaking the machine? This this machine that you can go to all these other cities and break all their walls. Why? Why risk it? Like, it, there was no. Nothing was coming after them. Like there, there was no risk of them not being able to fire that third shot. Let it cool down like it needs to, and then fire the, thir- the third shot and be able to keep the machine live and viable. Now, knowing what we know, they came in and put the kill switch on it, and it didn't happen anyway. But he didn't know that. I, I just that really bothered me. Like, why is he rushing yeah. to get that third shot in? Like, it doesn't make any. <laughs> yeah, but patience is a virtue. I mean, he spent all those years trying to get all the get all the pieces together to rebuild this thing. And now he finally has it, and now he's going to risk it just to shoot the shot out earlier. <sighs> I was like, that is just, just so stupid. <laughs> that really bothered me. But other than that, I, I really enjoyed the rest of the movie. I thought it was really well done. Like I said, I saw it in 3D, so that was uh, it was cool, I guess. Um, 3D is... Uh, I, I, I'm one of the few people that still enjoy 3D. And I thought it was, uh, I thought it was well done. Uh, as far as reviews go, I, I will have to say this is probably a, a second run for me, though, because... I, you know, it's good. Like I said, it's it's not inspiring in any way. I mean, it's not like if they were to make a second one, I'd be like, oh, I'll go see it. But I wouldn't rush out. Like I wouldn't anticipate going to see it. Uh, it's it's like I don't know. I just, it just didn't. It was nice. It was an interesting concept, and it looked beautiful. I mean, it was really well shot. I mean, it, they, everything was very believable. I thought it looked great, but uh, I don't know. I just I just didn't feel. Uh, it's it broke any new ground and 
I mean, it was nice. It was a good movie. Just like Joe likes bad movie, like bad, uh, <laughs> bad revenge movies. Yeah, this is a good epic movie. Like I, I'm a big fan of the, the uh, disaster movies. So no matter how bad a disaster movie is, uh, I'm always in. But uh, this is much the same. I second run is probably a, a good place for this guy. Uh, who wants to go next? Okay, I guess I can. Yeah, um, I enjoyed the movie. I first time I've seen Robert Sheehan since the um, Misfits television show. Yeah, that that comment is completely lost on me. I I know it, it's <laughs> gonna, you're gonna roll your eyes as soon as I say it. it's a it's a show on BBC where a oh, bunch of teenagers get yeah, of superpowers. Uh, and, okay, yep. It includes what Ramsey Snow is one of the the characters. You know the guy from the, anyway. Okay. Uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah. BBC. Anyway. That's all you had to say. Just say it's from the BBC, and I'll be like, oh, oh right, okay, all right. Yeah. It, it was very good though. I mean, it's a very good series. I'm just uh, saying. I'm sure it was. Um, and he was. And Robert Sheehan was the main character, I would say, which is you know the the main uh, character in this one. I I found it kind of Star Wars derivative. Am I the only one that felt that way? I mean, no, least... I have I have in my notes, Luke, I am your father. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> wow. And the yeah, there's the Death Star is coming for the rebels, and it's you know what I mean. It it, it just seemed a little um... that that was totally lost on me. I didn't see that at all. Do you, do you see it in hindsight, though? Well, no, now no. that you say that, I, I guess. I mean, but can't, it's not true for almost. That's almost always true, right? I mean, right. They always there's always a mega machine about to destroy. Yeah, it there's always some world. big thing that's going to destroy, <laughs> and you got to fix it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, it, it's not as derivative as Aragon, but we'll, 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 I don't know if you guys even remember that 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 movie, but. But that wasn't intentionally like, let's take start. Anyway, I'm getting off to topic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I liked it. Um, it was an okay movie. I, other than, I, you're right. It, it just seemed really lukewarm. It was good, but. Eh. Yeah, it didn't do anything I, new I, I, or fresh. It was just like, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I'd say, uh, I'd definitely say stream it at least, but probably second runs. Let's go second run. Yeah. Got to yeah. pad those second run numbers that you have for the year. Paul's favorite rating. <laughs> yeah. All I right. Paul might just be cheap. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Joe, what do you say? All right. Uh, this I watched the movie, and my first impression of it was they took three seasons of a television show that was filmed for three full seasons and then just cut it into a two-hour movie. <laughs> oh wow because you could tell there was a story there but they didn't they didn't have time to tell it ah uh, i see and they didn't bother i mean we have a zombie terminator my goodness you know how much you could like run four hours of show explaining how that worked and what the heck <laughs> that thing was right <laughs> and and it's introduced on screen out of nowhere and then yeah. it finds love and dies like what i <laughs> want to know about these things i just the the premise was like kind of cool they could set it up and then you have the the people from the east behind the wall right yeah and they're this peace-loving people and you, As you have demonstrated to think yeah chinese people are gonna love this movie i mean right i mean <laughs> isn't the whole message really yeah, I think that, that might be it <laughs> but the fact that they're a peace-loving people was demonstrated by a single line of exposition and then there was comma we're gonna kill them anyway <laughs> you know how much we love peace however <laughs> we're, we're going with the first strike on this one yeah yeah it was not fit for a single movie there there is the world is too big 
two stuff into two hours. And I think had they made a television show out of it and ran that along several seasons and you had a couple separate episodes about the people in the East, then I would care if they got blown up. Yeah, but I mean, when when, yeah, when the first people you see, the first time you're introduced to the people was three minutes before they're about to be destroyed. I have a hard time caring about them. <laughs> yeah, I I would watch the show, but don't see this movie ever. Wow. So you're Whoa. saying don't see? Yeah, I hated it. Wow. Because they just didn't care. This and uh, <laughs> Black Panther. <laughs> Don't see, according to Joe. I didn't, I didn't dislike it that much. Wow. I, I was shocked at how bad it was. Wow, I'm shocked at how much you think it was that bad. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Okay. Well, don't watch from Joe. So two second runs and a don't watch. That's not a very good. Uh, not a very. It's not a good, very even review there. No, not <laughs> at all. I was surprised. You guys were talking about how good it was. I'm like, wow, that is crazy. <laughs> I thought it was good. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, it doesn't get, I didn't, and I didn't exactly give it a glowing review. It yeah, was just, yeah, it was okay. I mean, we, we know we're not killing it like you. I mean, geez, yeah, you uh, pretty brutal, unforgiving. All right, well, I think uh, that's all we have for this episode. I do have one item of note, oh, kind of an interesting side piece. Probably should have done this in the cutting room floor, but while we're on our way in to see Mortal Engines, AMC was checking IDs with the Stubbs A list. <laughs> Oh, they um, they have checked. They've checked my ID multiple times, like on weekends, like in evenings, like Saturday nights, or when it's busy. They have checked my ID. Now on week weekdays or unbusy times, not okay. So on the unbusy times, not only do they not check my ID, they don't scan my app. So if I wanted to, <laughs> I could walk into the theater, sit down, and get a refund. Like they don't they don't scan it. They say, oh yeah, you're in this theater. I'm like, what do you? <laughs> minimum you could do is scan it to at least so people can't try to rip you off. Yeah. But yeah, so they'll go not, and not only do they check my ID when, when they say I check your ID, I mean, they look, they look at the name, they look at the app, they look at the name. Like they actually do that. Like, it's not like me check and they kind of just look. No, I mean, they look, if you showed an ID that wasn't your name, they would catch it. But that's only, they only do it in a, at least our theater. They were my theater. They only do it on busy weekends or in the evenings, like when it's busy but during the week and stuff, not only do they not check my ID, they don't even scan the app. They just have you go. So it's crazy. Wow. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, this was the first time I had them actually check ID. I was like, so what? What? Uh, what showtime was this? I, it was. It was like on a weekend. Yeah, it was. It was busy evening type of thing. Oh, okay. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's very hit and miss with my AFC. <laughs> well, as long as they check it enough to keep people from gaining yeah, it. Yeah, right? exactly. You don't you need to check gotta... it all the time. But I would say you should scan it every time. <laughs> I, would, I would think you definitely want to scan the ticket, right? Yeah, you want to scan it because otherwise you could go in and just cancel it because you can cancel it up to the minute the, the showtime starts. If you get there five minutes before the show starts, then you could cancel it. The only interesting thing I could think of, though, that like if you did that, as soon as you cancel it, now your seats are open. And in my theater, for example, uh, it's all reserved seating. So if you go, if somebody comes in right before the movie starts, they could actually technically pick my seats, and that that could get you screwed up. But if you do mm. it, if you, were, well, I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not encouraging anyone to do this. By the way, I'm just saying. Well, I have the A list. I mean, I've paid for the month. Yes, so exactly. I'm not getting a refund anyway. So. Yeah. Well, I guess technically you could see four movies in a week, I guess. If you're like really like, oh, I got to see, I can't, I can't wait to see. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. 
See, that's that the other side of the reserve seating, because we went to see Mortal Engines. You know, I I got my two seats right near the front center. Yep. Um, of that second level, and we didn't get quite um because someone had already gotten the the primo seats, but we got the ones beside that. But we went in to see the movie, and everyone piles in, and everyone in the theater is sitting next to each other in three rows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we, we could have spaced out. Look at all those empty seats around us. <laughs> Nothing. We're all in one little clump. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, well, there you go. There's from the Cutter Room Floor post edition. <laughs> Uh, I think that'll wrap it up for this episode. So thanks again for Paul and Joe for joining me. And until next time, that's a wrap. (laughs) 